Hey everyone, and welcome back to another installment of the Weekly Catch-Up Podcast. It is Saturday, September 11th, 2021, and this is the 82nd episode of our humble little show. I'm your host, Carson Gibbons, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Mr. B-Rad Colvin. That'd be me. Big day, man. Yeah, it is. Uh, for a variety of reasons. Uh-huh. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to talk about some... 9-11 reflections and kind of the 20-year anniversary that we're um, commemorating today. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not really the the reason that we got together. This was kind of our, our normal cadence as it is, and we've got a bunch of plans that we're getting into after this, but um, do want to start the show kind of on that somber note that, wow, 20 years, man. It's, yeah. Can't believe it. And um, it, for those that, you know, remember that day, it's, I still think it I still think it impacts us uh, pretty greatly. Um, yeah. Well, we can get more into it. But. To, to say the least. So uh, let's get after it, Mr. B-Rad. All right, man. Let's get it. It's the weekly catch up with Carson and Brad. Here to talk about the week we done had. It could be sports, religion, politics. We keeping the tabs. You would think they work for Gucci. How they deep in they bag. Get your facts up. On Wednesday, we'll be counting the stats up. So turn the volume up till it's maxed up. You know the drill. So tell a friend to tell a friend to relax up and chill. We back up. This is the weekly catch up. What's happening, Mr. B-Ren? Well, buddy, um, it's, it's been a long week. I'm super happy to be here with you and uh, looking forward to uh, today's festivities. And um, yeah, man, I'm ready to ready to just kick it with you and give these people a, a good episode, do some reflection, uh, reflecting. And um, yeah, man, what's going on with you? Just trying to think about how to keep this thing in its guardrails since we've got about 60 minutes to purge on a lot of different things here. Sure. We, uh, for those that don't know, which is, which is everybody, <laughs> Brad is going to play 18 holes of golf with me yeah. directly after this. So it's about 10 a.m. on uh, Saturday, September 11th, and we got a 12 noon tea time with the birthday boy from yesterday, uh-huh. Mr. Heston Williams. Happy belated. 38 rotations around the sun, the old goat. <laughs> and uh and then Michael will also be joining for our foursome. My man. Man, I really credit I really credit Michael in some ways and you and Jeff in certain ways with uh kind of starting this like I feel like we're starting this like little tradition thing. Yeah. I golfed alone for so long <laughs> and there's so much more joy, you know, when you have this like regular foursome outing that mm-hmm. I feel like my cup is overflowing with joy and like my, my foursome is full every weekend, yeah. you know, it's kind of a cool thing. So, uh, last weekend we actually got together with, uh, with Peter Gust. That's awesome, man. Y'all <laughs> made that happen quick. I had the golf group like on Instagram and I said, who can golf with me tomorrow? And, uh, Peter was like, I'm in town with my clubs. And I was like, no way, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's great. I wish I could have joined. Um, I got to celebrate, uh, Courtney's mom's birthday. Oh, very good. So, uh, we got to do that all weekend and, um, yeah, it was good, but I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to today. Me too, man. Uh, I got to tell you, it was funny, like running into Peter at the clubhouse. Yeah. Uh, he was like, Carson Gibbons. And I was like, what's it been like a decade? <laughs> like literally had not seen each other at all yeah. and didn't matter at all. Mm-hmm. Like it was a great day. Uh, he and I teamed up against Michael and Jake and 
uh, one handily. <laughs> I feel like Peter is probably uh, the ringer. Uh, really? Yeah, I think. So my best round ever is like an 86. Okay. And he told me that his best round ever was a 77. Dang. So you know what this crazy man was doing back in the day when he was scribing at Hughley? What's that? He was doing a 12, 7P to 7A. Mm -hmm. And then he would go play 18. Jeez. He would tee off at 7.30 a.m. before he would go home and go to bed. That's... That's great. I was like, yo, I like that. Like, that's the kind of crazy, that's more crazy than me, I feel like. Man, that's, that's dedication right there. <laughs> but a couple weeks on of this, uh, this new format, so I've been really enjoying that. We've got the pod, we've got 18 holes. Um, Shelly is having a, a local bachelorette party tonight with a couple of, couple of the guys that are close to her in her life invited to the the local installment so there you go looking forward to that as well but um yeah tell me about your week man uh man my week was just great like something was in the air something was in the keen water like the kids kids were just kind of acting up this week um acting a fool yeah man we got some kids that uh i don't know how much i want to get into but they they got into some trouble and yeah tell me about uh, this this is what i want to talk about that's fine but we got to like i want to be delicate with it right so, um, you be delicate. I'll be rough. No. Go ahead. Um, we had a, a teacher, um, that taught, he, he was, he's teaching history class, right? Yeah. So yeah, he is. <laughs> he's talking in the past and one of his lessons that I guess he has is, uh, handing cotton to the students and having the students, you know, pick it. So they kind of know what life was like back then. And Wait, uh, what mm -hmm. for who the students? No, I mean, picking cotton for what purpose? I just said like picking it apart. Yeah. Just so they, they know that like the kind of work that was done back then. Listen, I listen, the face that you're making, Bro, I, I know this is problematic from the get. Yep. But he's he's older, different times. Uh, apparently, he's done it for years. I guess he did it last year, and he was not supposed to do it again this year. Anyway, um, <laughs> hey, they're like they're so, like critical race theory this year, guy. <laughs> and so it was handed to some of my black students, and I guess there was like snickering going on. Um, yeah. And then uh, another student like placed it on one of my black students' desks, and like probably i don't know what words were said but they made some type of joke and uh two of my students like left history class and came to talk to me about it i said okay well go straight to the principal because that, that's unacceptable uh we're not going to do that and then i want you to come back here and let me know like what was said because i want to make sure something's done about it um so they did that and there's a whole committee and then our uh the head of our like conference came and um, oh my goodness had a chat and this is it, not what i was expecting bro, you to say at all yeah it, it uh it was a long week and like it's all it's definitely weird because like I, i'm getting ready to like teach to kill a mockingbird right and that that deals with uh racist themes and obviously i like i'm teaching against it but now everybody is like hyper aware and like so i don't even know if even though I handle the situation very delicately in the the content and everything, like everybody's like on high alert. So 
I might actually uh, flip the rotation and, and teach a different book in the upcoming weeks. Um, I'm still struggling with that, but like, I want my students to know how serious it is and, and for them not to just go around making those comments, um, especially with like friends that they're not close with or any, anything like that. So, so yeah, it, uh, been a long week. So you're thinking about killing to kill a mockingbird in the rotation and then bringing it back later in the year when maybe, this has died down. Maybe so. I don't, I don't know. I don't know the right path to take. I hate that for you, man, because I don't think that you uh, leading a critical discussion on a, a book's narrative is yeah. akin to what this dude is doing. Sure. And I really, I, I just, I don't know what's, actually, I do know what's more problematic. Like, I know how in maybe this guy's old mind, he's mm -hmm. like, there's some sort of demonstrative feature about this uh, portion of his curriculum. Yeah. What I do not understand is not well-intentioned good-natured jokes being waged mm -hmm. from student to student in 2021 yeah can you fill me in generally on the nature of the common or the I, joke so, and no because i don't know exactly what was said uh, it wasn't told to us um and so much has like gone on this week that i haven't even been able to you know ask more Goodness about it so. gracious dude like with everything going on and you're like dealing with this yeah it's like oh covid 9 11 like all, all these different things that are kind of topical at the moment and afghanistan and literally he's handing out where did he get cotton i don't get this yeah every question that you have i have asked myself the same thing and i don't i don't know but so is he going to be excused from duties um he, I, you know, I don't know. He, whenever our, uh, and I don't, I like, don't want to dwell on this too much, but like, yeah, he was asked not to teach uh, for that day whenever our conference uh, person came in and they had a talk and I, I don't know what was said. So is this guy a, a white? <laughs> what do you think? I guess so. I just, I don't understand the, uh, yeah, because because the, it's not to be understood. Like, well, the fuller context that's supposed to be rendered to me about a certain time period because of the the consistency of cotton in my fingers. Like, who cares? Yeah. Right. This isn't pertinent. Correct. And there's and, and there's it obviously opened the door for. Yeah. There's for plenty more. of other jobs that you know you could talk about or have them do, and um, all, it's 2021. Bro. You got to read the room. You got to like you, read the room. Don't bring cotton into the room, you old goat. Like, yeah. WTF. It's so – what is the, the racial split in your classrooms? Uh, pretty mixed. Uh, pretty mixed? Yeah. Like third, 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 or what are we say, talking? Yeah, I wouldn't say uh, one oh, like over the other. Like black, Hispanic, mm -hmm. white people, yep. Asian-Americans? Asian. Mm -hmm. Okay. Boy, I'm really sorry. Yeah. Um, I, I would hope that that type of institution would be a sanctuary from that type of uh, – yeah. We had, we had a whole discussion on it on Friday, like during our chapel um, and everything. So it has been like publicly addressed. Um, but yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, the main thing that's important to me is my students know that I have their backs and I feel like everything that I did this week, uh, they know that. So I'm, I'm cool with that. Um, you know, whatever happens outside of 
what I'm doing. Hopefully it's handled well, but at least I, I'm just glad to know that my students trust me and that they know that they can come to me with that type of inf information and know that I will do my best to do something about it. So I hate to think that somebody actually uh, had their feelings hurt yeah. in this process and mm -hmm. they did. Yeah. Yeah. That's, sure. that's messed up, dude. Yep. Um, okay. We'll keep us updated on that. Yeah. On the, the topic of like race and school and dude, you remember that guy that got canceled from SNL, Shane Gillis, yeah. for telling, I think it was some sort of Asian American joke or mm -hmm. something he'd said in a podcast. And he's since uh, made the rounds on all the big podcasts, yeah. he was Joe on Rogan, Theo recently. Theo, um, he was on Andrew Santino, he, he's been on all of them. And he just uh, launched his uh, his stand-up special on YouTube. Oh, did he? And it was so funny because you know how CLB was like all the pregnant emojis. Well, mm -hmm. he had a, an emoji. He did the same yeah. spoof ripoff with like him as an emoji, mm -hmm. just like this white guy. And uh, go YouTube Shane Gillis stand-up special mm -hmm. because it is hilarious. And the way that he's able to kind of speak to – certain cultures and he he does it kind of like we do mm -hmm. in some ways where we're like hey we don't condone this but we do come from uh you know not every not every person in my lineage is you know above board on everything you yeah. know what i mean right. so he's able to comment on like his fox news dad mm -hmm. and like you know build the wall and like yeah. all this like funny stuff that was also you're laughing at it like mm -hmm. the preposterousness of it yeah and he does a great i think he did a great job at explaining it on Theo's podcast. Um, I don't want to butcher his explanation, but he, he's basically saying like, yeah, we make these jokes, but it's not like, you know, com comics, they try to go for everybody and it's not out of spite. It's not to put people down. They just make observations and, and do that. Now, obviously there's some other comics that, that uh, are worse at it, but if you're interested in hearing, um, his explanation, then you should check out that podcast. And I'm, I'm sure he, or has, any of these podcasts, the cause it's obviously, yeah, it, he I broke mean, it down on Rogan, yeah. you know, probably the most, mm -hmm. but I haven't listened to Theo. Actually, yeah. I listened to the first part of it. Cause those two together. Are uh -huh. funny. Yeah. He went on Theo's after Joe's cause he, yeah. he had talked about his, his time with Joe. So, but he talks about, he talks about like race and North versus South and mm -hmm. football in school and how, Football is like, he's like, dude, the, the thing that we're better at than, than racism is football in this country. And he's like, if you don't think I'm, if you don't think I'm right, he's like, do you remember that Disney movie? Remember the Titans where it's like generations of, we don't want them in our schools. Uh -huh. And then, uh, he's like, literally, this is an eight week high school football season. Four weeks into it. They're like, Hey, we're four. No, these are my brothers. <laughs> 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 it's it's a pretty funny uh stand-up i'm probably butchering yeah. it a little bit but go check that out because that was one of the uh the recommendations that i had in this time period yeah i'll watch it cool man um what do you got 20 years ago today i was 11 mm -hmm. 11 fifth grade um it was early central standard time i was at home my mom was freaking out. You know, the first plane had flown into the World Trade Center. Mm -hmm. We're watching the news live. She'd gone to the restroom. And I watching the mainstream news was never like a huge priority. And mm -hmm. I knew something was up because she was so like glued to this. Yeah. 
And she goes to the bathroom, and I see the second plane fly into the tower live. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, there was another one. And she was like, no, 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 that was just a replay. And I was like, no, 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 it's another one. And I, I think we've talked in the weeks leading up to this about the portions of that day that might have jarred us the most because mm-hmm. we were at a unique uh, inflection point in life. And I'm hearing a lot of people talk about, you know, either you were there or you lost someone or you were at the age of reckoning where you knew what a big deal it was. And then there's also this generation that they weren't alive. You know, it's history right. to them. It was, it's like, it's like Vietnam to them or yeah, something. That's my, yeah, that's my students. Exactly. And we were, you know, 9, 10, 11, 12. You know what I mean? So it, it's like, I mean, I think many of the buddies that joined the military, you know, six, seven, eight years later, mm-hmm. um, we grew up in that culture, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely. I was talking to a friend and a customer. Um, I'm uh, I'm talking to this guy who's uh, adopted our our tool at a large pharmaceutical company um, for for Appreciate, and we've been working to try to get the tool, you know, uh, through security and all this stuff to use org wide. And we've had a lot of conversations as a result. And we were talking this week. And he was letting me know that he was flying out to California mm-hmm. to give a speech on 9-11. And I was like, that's interesting. And I'd just been watching that Turning Points on uh, Netflix. Okay, I highly recommend that as well. Turning Points, it's a five-part docuseries that really breaks down 9-11, Afghanistan. And the amazing part is that it goes all the way back to like the Persian Gulf War and everything mm-hmm. that happened to create the vacuum in Afghanistan and Pakistan and you know, Osama and how we got him. And it literally goes up to like yesterday because like the last 30 minutes of episode five are like the withdrawal from Afghanistan and current. Yeah. It was amazing how they queued it all up. Like they'd obviously been working on this for several years, Mm -hmm. knowing that the withdrawal was going to occur. And then it went directly into like current news montage. Wow. So I'd watched the first two or three episodes of that leading into this conversation with uh, Tim uh, my friend and customer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's, that's interesting. He said, yeah, I'm a, uh, a nine 11 survivor. And I said, really? And he goes, yeah, I was, uh, working in tower two and I was on the last path train into the building, uh, before everything came down. He said, I exited the path train opening like at nine Oh two AM. The first plane had already flown into the first tower. And it was already smoldering. Hmm. He exits the path train to building two and hears a noise, looks up and watches the plane go into tower two above his head. Wow. And he survived it. And he's one of those folks that uh, contracted lung cancer as a result of being so proximate to the the site of destruction and and all the fumes and all this different stuff. And that was very common. And so he actually partnered um, with John Stewart. He was in the room when John Stewart made that kind of impassioned plea to Congress mm-hmm. a couple of years ago about renewing that pension fund or yeah. whatever for uh, the, the victims and families of 9-11. Right. So he was instrumental in that. He helped draft that wow. and was in the room with John Stewart. And I'm like, that's incredible. And I literally was like, uh, I wanted to let him know my age. Hey, I was 11. I vividly remember this. You know, it was scarring. Mm-hmm. I can't Im- and I didn't know what to say to him. I, and yeah. I told him that. I said, I don't know whether to say 
congratulations to you. I'm sorry. Thank you for your service. Like I said, I just want to acknowledge that like I was just thinking about this last night because I told mm -hmm. him, I said, I was just watching Turning Points and yeah. thinking there's a whole group of people out there in this world and especially in the Northeast. And I have friends in the Northeast that literally lost their dads, mm -hmm. you know, on that day. And it's like a very vivid, real thing. And then you have this whole new crop generation of people that Gen Zers that they weren't even there. No. They don't even know. Right. And it's just amazing how there's that disparity of experience. And so I just wanted to let him know, like, I see you, I acknowledge you. And like, I don't know, like, I, I know what you're talking about mm -hmm. to, to the extent that I can. Right. Yeah. Cause what can you say? You know, um, I, I really didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. It's a, it's an emotional day. Um, I feel, I feel like I don't even know the words or I, I, I can't even speak, uh, eloquently about it. There's so many other people that, you know, went through it. And, and like you said, you, you know, people that survived it and had parents, uh, lost and 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 the wars that, that came after and um it, it, it's just a really heavy day um i do know that i want to recognize like anybody uh, any uh, first responders um you know on that day and and prior to that day and after that day um there there are many people that ran into the building to get others out and lost their lives due to it. And, and they're, you know, in that profession, they, they do that on the daily. Um, One of the things that the docu-series highlights is like the number of team leads in the World Trade Center, in the Pentagon, in all of these different like, you know, strike locations essentially that, you know, lost their lives because they were adamantly doing head counts. Like I have nine direct reports and I'm not leaving this building until mm -hmm. all of them, you know, are, are out. And there's this one story about this woman that, you know, she basically jumped from one of the Pentagon windows and, you know, her boss was right behind her and she thought that he had gotten everybody, but apparently he went back in and never came back out. And it's like, um, yeah, it's, um, the whole thing is terrible. It, yeah. It's just, you watch this docuseries and I am never going to not rebuke al-qaeda the taliban isis mm -hmm. anybody that's trying to kill people and and do all of these different things yeah um it's also it's not the day to discuss this but it's it's hard when you watch these docu-series and you realize like just how responsible we are for creating generations of terrorists mm -hmm. like i would 100 percent be a terrorist if i was in kabul you know during these time periods and you when we when we withdrew certain amounts of troops and just started sending in you know uh drones mm -hmm. that were uh killing civilians indiscriminately and you just see when you see little children being buried and stuff it's like that's why they hate us now yep. you know um anyway yeah i'm yeah i get it but you never know who uh who was affected by 9 11 though i, I remember sitting at a brunch with 
a couple folks years ago and somebody made some sort of insensitive joke about 9-11 and one of the girls at the table had lost her father in 9-11 it was like yo you don't know who you're sitting next to yeah um but for all those affected i my buddy frank up in new york lost Mm -hmm. his father that day um uh, a girl dana that i know um not the one that you know but a different one um she lost her father Mm -hmm. and um to Tim, best of luck on your your 20-year speech today. Absolutely. He sent me the link to live stream it. And um, the fact that he's still – the fact that he's still kicking is is so dope, you know? Yeah. Yeah, maybe we can uh, share that link. I'm sure some people would be uh, interested to to hear that. I know I, know I would. So. Looks like the, uh, the Clintons, the Obamas, and the uh, Bidens are all – in New York city for the Memorial today. And I was watching, it's interesting. You know how they always have people that like read out the names. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very personalized this time. Like this, these two little girls were reading names and then they ended on like their own fathers and grandfathers that they'd never even met. Wow. And it was just kind of wild. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Uh, I've, I've, I don't know when, but I know I've talked about, the student, my students on here that, you know, weren't around for nine eleven, and they kind of make jokes and stuff. And I've shut that down super quick, you know, but, uh, they're, they're going up in age where Pete Davidson, who, you know, lost his father is, is making jokes about it. So, um, and I've had students even say that it's like, yeah, but it was still a really tough day for our nation. And, um, it's just time and place. Yeah. Louis C.K. is one of the best 9-11 bits of all time mm-hmm. that I won't repeat on this show, but um, yep. it, it's brilliant from a comedic perspective. He's obviously not out there sharing that joke today, yeah. but you know, it, it, it is eye-opening though when you think like if I heard some 15-year-old saying something stupid mm-hmm. about today, I'd be offended, but like right. have I ever made like some joke about something that predated me, sure. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and from that standpoint, I get it because I know I've I've done the same as well. So, try not to be a hypocrite about it, but just like, well, that's that's not a classroom joke. You can go build a set and go to a comedy club and share what you got. Yeah, your classrooms are busy overcoming the, the, the oh, cotton wow. jokes at the moment, which Jeez. is just I'm still like reeling from that. That's just yeah, man. Um, can you share the type? The students that made the inappropriate jokes, was it the people that you would have picked? That's a yes. Um, the type of students that don't want to wear masks. That don't want to wear masks? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe they need a mask that limits their speech <laughs> yeah. as well as their breathing. <laughs> Get these boys a muzzle. Yeah, seriously. Just yeah. make them run laps. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But, yeah. Let's spend the last half hour just talking about music. <laughs> That's fair. Um, I could completely nerd out. Like, I could go hours well, talking we, about this. But If we're going to hit balls, we got I know, half I know. an hour. So, yeah, so I'm going to let you lead the discussion, and I will – uh, give you my thoughts. I got a question for you. Hit me. Sorry for kicking the t- table. <laughs> Settle down there. Uh, yeah. 
I got a question for you. When did music quit showing the features? Like when I'm watching, when I'm listening to an album Mm -hmm. and I'm like, is this Kanye or is this young thug? And I look at the screen Mm -hmm. and it doesn't show featuring anybody. So that's up to the artist now. When Um, did that change? Um, I don't know. I know J Cole did it earlier this year. I think, I think definitely in hip hop, like it's kind of like a treat. Um, they, they just want you to listen and you never know who's about to pop up. And that's kind of the idea behind it. Um, but I, I know that even Kanye has done that prior to the Donda album. Um, and so I, I think it's been around for at least a few years. Um, I don't know if I could pinpoint it though. I just was recently uh, made aware of this because, first of all, Dave season two, they have this situation where Els wants to be a feature, yes. not like a producer. Mm-hmm. And then I'm talking to somebody that was asking me, have you listened to Donda? Have you listened to CLB? And they were like, they were like, yeah, I think that this person was on this song, but they're not, they're not shown yeah. as a feature. And I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, I actually sat down, I, I've been driving a lot over the last couple of days, going to Pearlson <laughs> last night, and um, I have skimmed both albums, Okay. so we can have that preliminary conversation. Okay. And a lot of thoughts. Yeah, a lot of thoughts. And um, I, I saw that as well. I was like, who is yeah. this? Because I never know if like Kanye is synthesizing, or mm-hmm. is that really Young Thugger, or like what's the, going on? The thing that I do, I just get on Rap Genius. Rap so, genius. So whatever song you're listening to, if you want to know, type in that song, uh, Jail Part 2, Kanye West lyrics, Rap Genius. Go on there. They'll they'll tell you who's featured on it. Um, I'm sure there are other sites, but I use Rap, Rap Genius. Before we do Donda versus CLB, which is like the convenient one, right? Um, yeah. Are you up on all the new Gunna? Uh, no. Like his new album is insane. Really? I really want to drive you to the golf course just to play you a couple of these songs. Okay. Also, Lemonade, Zanny mm-hmm. Boys. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Yeah. There's, Sounds good. What about uh, Don Tolliver? Oh, yeah. Don Tolliver. Okay. Yeah, I'm, great producer. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. producer. Yeah. He produces tracks too. Okay. Well, he's his album is like Heaven or Hell. I'm pretty sure. Dude, there's a bunch of goodies on there. Yeah. Yeah. There's an incredible amount of good music like i'm still listening to uh nas uh the heart's disease part two the king's disease part two um which was an incredible album um but yeah so i probably made my way through more of clb to be honest with you than than donda bro i gotta say i saw a tweet of yours that i don't know if i agree i like i don't know what what's one of your favorite tracks on there? <laughs> Shut up! I, why did I know that I was gonna take grief oh. from you on this? You turned up little thoughty, Brad. <laughs> uh, what? You know what my favorite track is? The way too sexy. Way too oh sexy. Oh my gosh, dude! That Yo. is like the worst beat I've ever heard in my life. Shut up! I, no, it's it's unbearable. Okay, we need to quit the show. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's the greatest. Where were you when you heard it? Were you alone? All right, so check it out. Uh, I was on my way up to a dinner in Legacy West. So last Friday, Mm -hmm. I don't know who I am, man, but I'm scheduled out the butt recently. Like I'm, I'm scheduling. 
Actually, it was a productivity hack. Somebody said you need to have one calendar mm -hmm. and you need to make it work, personal, hybrid, all of that. So I figured out how to set up my work Gmail calendar to reflect a view only version of all of my meetings, mm. even across my, my personal Gmail. So last night, dinner in Burleson for Heston. This morning, podcast 10 a.m., tea time noon, Shelly Bachelorette 6, like all these different things. And so last Friday, we went up to Mexican Sugar for Jake's makeup party mm -hmm. for his 32nd birthday because uh, we were in um, we were in Vegas yeah. for his real dinner. Um, so I, I heard it for the first time, I think getting 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 ready for that. And okay. on the I listened to it probably – I think I listened to it on the way up there and it was about four times in a row. Yeah. That I, for me, I feel like that song has, has to be situational or like location, 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 because I'm listening to the, like I tried staying up for whenever this album dropped, Drake pushed it back for a dropping 2 AM. Uh, it was supposed to drop at midnight. He pushed it back two hours. So I went to bed. So I woke up five forty-five AM. I put it on intro. Yeah. Intro. I loved it. Second song was meh. Third song. He called himself a lesbian. I'm like, what is happening right now? Then Way Too Sexy comes on, and it's like 6, 6.30. Oh, come on. And I'm like... You're about to go this, to a prayer meeting? Like, no. This uh, wasn't doing it. I, I've never even... Like, I've never been a huge fan of the original... Like, for those that don't that don't know and haven't heard it, this song is sampling the I'm Too Sexy for My Shirt song. Briefly. And, uh, yeah. They make it their own, man. And And listen, like... I've I've been seeing people tweeting like, okay, I get it now. Like they're playing it in the clubs and that's stuff the thing. like that. They played it in the club for me that weekend. Yeah. So and I'm on the way to Plano. I get it. Like I'm in a good mood. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to party. Yeah. And then the next night I'm at Bottled Blonde mm -hmm. and there's 5,000 people in the building and the strobes are going and they turn that song on. Yeah. I was like. I was pretty much on top of a bar table, like losing my crap. Yeah. <laughs> so shamelessly, I love that song. That's and, and I and love you know, that I'm not, line. I'm not going to hate on you for it, but when he I, said, I, I just can't, when he said you had just turned up little thoughty, ain't no wife about it. I was like, Oh my goodness. I'm going to use that today. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. But there, there were, uh, there's a handful of tracks that I, that I definitely will continue uh, listening to the Rick Ross CLB. one, yeah, that one was decent. Uh, the um, Kid Cudi one is kind of cool. Uh -huh. There's a Travis Scott one, right? Travis Scott, Jay Z definitely gave Drake the better verse. Um, because you know, he was on both Donda and CLB, he definitely gave Drake the better verse. So, I'm gonna assume that you are going to vote for Donda over CLB, even though I probably haven't heard all the bangers. Okay, so. My thought is that Donda just feels like an experience. Like it feels different. I feel like Drake, I've heard these, it doesn't like really push anything. It doesn't, uh, I feel like I've heard these songs from him before. Like, yeah, different beat. He's kind of changing up the words, but. Yeah, didn't, the it, beats were kind of uh -huh. similar. Um, But man, that intro, uh, they sampled the Beatles like, that was crazy. I love whenever 40, uh, he gets the same beat and flips it three times. And uh, Which one are you talking about? The intro. The intro to what? CLB. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like that Project Pat one. Oh, yes. Knife Talk. I yeah. think it was Knife Talk. Yeah, that one 21 went crazy. Savage. Yes. Love that. Um, Gang. Uh -huh. That's all uh -huh. I'm on. Yeah. 
I like that one. I love telling people that he's British when they don't know. They're like, <laughs> yeah. what? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, man. Three, six? <laughs> so I heard from uh, Andrew Schultz. They did the same thing on Flagrant, too. Okay. And I think they went one for one, like Donda, CLB, mm-hmm. Donda, CLB. And he was just saying, like, he actually kind of convinced me to to spend more time listening to Donda yesterday mm-hmm. uh, after listening to this uh, this snippet. And he said, production-wise, it wasn't even close. Like, yeah. you forget that Kanye is such a crazy producer. So he's mm-hmm. like, I'm not talking bars here. Leave bars out of it. He's like, you know that, like, Donda was better yes. from, like, a production perspective. And he said the songs, they, they immediately identify themselves as to which ones are going to be which. You know, like, yes. it either sucks you directly in. And so I was listening for that and was pretty intrigued. Um, mm-hmm. I love... So far, okay, okay. Yeah, I love uh, praise God. Mm-hmm. Whoa, Yo, praise God, man! Out the man, way. <laughs> I'm like, Yo, if they play that, uh, like football, like coming out of the stadium or the like the mouths running onto the court, like <laughs> like they're going in for blood, bro. Like, oh, I like that one. That song gets me hyped. I yeah. like that one a lot. Yeah. Which we, other one did I? There was a um, a young thug one that I really liked. Mm-hmm. Um. um the little baby weekend one with a uh, hurricane. <gasps> yeah. Yes. Yeah. That one goes so hard. good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. CLB just the way like a year ago, whenever he first promoted it, uh, it's like he had him looking up to the sky and it just seemed like this, like it was going to be this incredible experience. And then all of a sudden he comes out with the album art and it's just the emojis with the pregnant chicks. And it just seems like a joke and it's, it's done what it was intended to do. Like you already said, a comedian, the comedian parodied it, parodied it. And I've seen many other people do that. So it, I feel like he's getting the exposure that he wanted and uh, everything that he intended to do with it is being done. But I, I was just kind of, I thought it was going to be like a more serious album just from how he had promoted it in the past i guess um so i was caught kind of off off guard but too much uh, singing but i will say if we're just talking uh kanye drake beef like the lyrics drake wins easily 8 a.m on bridal path oh my goodness Is that a or song? 7 a.m 7 or 8 a.m i can't remember yeah it's on clb okay i don't oh think i've listened gosh. i've skimmed both he, of these because uh did we talk about how kanye uh uh, t- uh, tweeted or Instagrammed uh, Drake's address. So, but the thing is, is that that was his Toronto address, right? I don't know which address. His it Toronto was. address is like Kensington Palace. Like everybody yeah. knows it. Like there's, it's a yeah. tourist attraction, right? And so it's not like he was breaking news. Like Drake lives here. It was more of just like he's putting it out there, and like that's kind of shady. And then you know, uh, putting out the text thread that he sent, and uh, like added Pusha T to the to the um, group chat. Um, that was kind of crazy. But on this track, Drake was like uh, more or less saying, Hey, instead of like Instagramming it out, why don't you actually show up? Like tell your Uber driver uh, <laughs> to, to come over. <laughs> it it kind of went hard. We got to, we got to listen to that one today at least. Okay. Yeah. We got several. Yeah. Should we just end this? <laughs> um, <laughs> what are we at? 30 minutes. Let's see. We've given the tots probably about 40. Yeah. You think they think they deserve more? <laughs> Man, well, yeah. I'm saying, like, again, the production on Dondo was just pristine. I, I don't know. 
I feel like he could have, if he had taken some tracks off of that album, it would have been 10 out of 10 for me. Off uh, of uh, CLB? No, off of Donda. Well, off both. Donda. But Donda, um, it has what, like 27, you 27 said? 27 tracks. Uh, if he had whittled that down, it would have been incredible. But um, if you're just going track for track, there, there are a few skips. Well, the other recos that I have at the moment, I'm going to play this for you on the way over, is Dollars on My Head featuring Young Thug by Gunna. Okay. Dude, Gunna's new album is cray-cray. I believe it's it. It's so good. In fact, you're like, I can't believe that they saved these beats for him because mm-hmm. that's the disparity or the inequity of of rap nowadays. It's amazing how somebody won't produce a beat, and yeah. the beat is what makes that song like you're gonna spit your bars over whatever Mm -hmm. but we all know which ones everybody's gonna be dancing to in the club this weekend yeah and somebody was like i'm gonna give this to gunna instead of like jay-z or whoever it's kind of amazing yeah yeah definitely um 5vo foreign you gotta be on the lookout for him you were telling me about that yeah that guy has been spazzing lately like if you go like to some of his older projects uh i don't i don't know it's just like something has hit him and he's just been going off crazy lately. I, I don't think his past projects, I don't think he's been filled with that fire that he has been uh, more recently. Then you got Kendrick who's been featured on two songs recently. Uh, and he's, he's said that he's coming out soon. Uh, and I think he's going to put all the, all the dispute to rest. I think I, his project will probably be better than both Drake and Kanye, in my opinion. Um, in terms of sales, streams, Grammys, content, so Grammys, I guess, yeah. But I'm, I'm like, this man's gonna like rip them apart. What do you always tell me that I'm not into thoughtful rap? Is that <laughs> conscious, you, conscious rap. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think I like that mumble rap? Because I do. Well, uh, we'll we'll see what Gunna sounds like on the way there. Man, shifting gears. I think I tweeted about this, and Brock was actually like, "Yeah, dude, on the same diet," but. Do you know who uh, Kyle Forgard and Bob Minery are? Nope. The Nelk Boys? Oh, uh, I I saw you tweet that out. And I feel like I looked at, I feel like I've heard something from them before. Man, I don't know who these guys are, but I'm like, it, it was a, a lesson in how a media outlet can just like, mm-hmm. you, you can just become immersed. You're just like an ingrained listener because... I saw these guys on YouTube and I guess they had an interview with Donald Trump Jr. and uh, Robert O'Neill, okay. the guy that killed Osama bin Laden from Navy SEAL Team 6 or whatever. And I was like, who the heck are these guys? And they had just started this thing called the Full Send Podcast. And so there were six videos, five or six videos on YouTube. One the of them's with Shaq. So they had the intro where Kyle... FaceTimes Bob and mm-hmm. says, I want to start a podcast with you. Let's do it every Wednesday, blah, blah, blah. First episode, they get, I want to say it was like Dana White. Mm-hmm. I think it was Dana White. And then they got Dennis Rodman. Then they got Shaq. Yeah. They got Donald Trump Jr. and Robert O'Neill. And then they had Jake Paul this last week. And it's just a really interesting like setup because they they started this full sin podcast. They immediately get like a million subscribers on who, YouTube. Who were they before this? So they're YouTubers, and uh, Bob Minery 
he uh he has the rip magoo podcast or something like that like okay. he, he already had some sort of sports podcast going mm-hmm. and kyle is like a big youtuber from the nelk boys and okay. a couple other youtube channels so, so they had like a following before they near as i can figure their original band or trio of youtubers look like had about 6.92 million subscribers okay and um so they were like let's get to a million subs on full send mm-hmm. they launched it on youtube they were getting like 750,000 to a million views because they were just getting like I mean they, they were like literally hooking it up I don't know how they have this Rolodex but and they're so like um open about mm-hmm. anima like with Dana White like apparently Bob and Dana had had beef at some point and Kyle was like the intermediary that was like hey let's do the podcast mm-hmm. and then they talked about Jake Paul and then they go interview Jake Paul Dang. and it's like how do you how are you getting these guys? And I think it's YouTuber sees YouTuber to okay. a certain extent, but Bob and Shaq go way back. Wow. Um like Dennis Rodman, they they had him at this bar that I guess he's a partial owner of, and it was the first bar to start serving the Happy Dad Seltzer, hmm. which is their brand. Oh wow. So that's why it's like difficult to track. I'm always yeah, trying to get to the have root. Their hand in I'm like, how did you pots. get here? Because yeah. I see you on this podcast. They both have three. We f- want that life. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, <laughs> like it's basically a, a case study lesson for me. But they both have like three or four million Instagram followers. Mm-hmm. They've got the Nelk Boys. They've got these different podcasts and YouTube channels, yeah. and this this Rolodex. And then the Happy Dad. I'm like everything is branded. Yeah. So they're in full sin podcasts like uh, Trucker Here. Hats, which you best believe there's merch on the way for us. <laughs> um, but. They, um, I'm gonna need you to start posting more thirst traps on Insta, getting more follows, bro. Oh my gosh, you and this thirst trap yeah. stuff. But you got to start using hashtags, though. Haven't been thirst trapping. I know, I miss it. Okay, I got you. I've been eating a lot. Yeah, yeah. Not even pregnant, just eating good. <laughs> hey, I've been using that Insomnia Cookies app. Dang, getting that's that, what's up. getting that late night classic combo: two mm-hmm. cookies and a chocolate milk, baby. Ooh. Woo, woo. <laughs> Have me seeing through a funnel on the way to bed, baby. <laughs> I want to black out. <laughs> Not sure if I'm going to wake up tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> About to chocolate chunk myself to death. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but those podcasts are really interesting. And I don't know who these guys are, but uh-huh. the Happy Dad was even a, a interesting case study because I'm like, you got your own seltzer that's like yeah. nationwide. Like, what's going what on? Yeah. So get on them, dude, and figure out how we can you're, start getting. You're the big. brand. You're the brand boy. Come on. I'm not the brand boy. You've you, you've had every brand aesthetic designed for the show. I know. You know that. that. Like the I, song, the logo, the color palette, everything. Fine. And you literally redid everything. I, I like. I'm like, here's our little like <laughs> Canva, <laughs> and you're like, no, no, no. All right. So I need to see it on shirts and trucker hats. And okay. where's our seltzer, bro? <laughs> where's our grape drink? <laughs> no, I want a. I want a um a water. I want a, a seltzer water. Oh, I don't want a sparkling water. You don't like sparkling water? Heck, no. I want it to be still. Mm, I've been like getting off a of soda. And so um, that's like a good, it's been like a nice replacement for me. Getting off it's of like soda. It's like the carbonation. Yeah. What was your relationship with soda? I've been drinking a lot of it and like I've been running more. I'm, I'm trying to. What does that mean? Daily? Like uh, run, how, how many days do I run? Nope. When you say that you're off soda, how much were you drinking soda? And why are you calling oh. it soda and not Coke? 
you call all soda Coke? Absolutely. We're from Texas. Mm. Can I get you a Coke? Yeah, I'll take a water. Yeah, like I under I get the premise of it. Um, I thought that was. But uh, I don't. I want global... them to. I want them to bring me the correct drink. Soda. Yeah. You sound like you're. And I drink Dr. Pepper. You ever call it pop? I drink more Dr. Pepper than Coke. So you're like, drinking. So I definitely don't want them to bring me a Coke. Daily DP or what? Uh, it was yeah. One, two, three, four. Um, probably one can. One can. Yeah, uh, nothing crazy. Dude. But then if we're out to if we're out to dinner and I'm I'm getting soda and you know I get refills and and stuff like that, not really keeping track of it. So for me, it's just been better to cut it. Um, We're going to cause my dad to relapse right now during this uh, segment. His mouth is probably watering as he listens to this because yeah. he gave up Dr. Pepper, I feel like a couple of years ago, yeah, like completely. Nice. And I think he still kind of misses it. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. really the only, it was the only caffeinated beverage that I think he mm-hmm. ever really partook in because yeah. he's not a coffee guy. Yeah. I drank... I drank uh, four cans uh, Cowboys game. Four yeah. cans of DP at uh, the Thursday game? Yeah. How'd that uh, go? The Cowboys game? Yeah. Uh, I'm very happy with what I saw. Everybody said we were going to get smoked by Brady. Yeah, I feel like the uh, the Dak show was pretty good. And I didn't, yeah. He, I just skimmed. I didn't great. watch it. He looked great. Um, I'm not... I'm not the type of person that completely blames it on the ref. Like we had a kicker that um, he missed two crucial field goals. He missed an extra point. Um, but I will say, you know, the, the, um, who am I thinking? Uh, Tampa had a dude take off his helmet and throw it on the ground. That's a flag that would have gotten us a first down instead of a turnover. Uh, at the very end, they had an uh, offensive pass interference and uh, Tampa did. And, that that was like within the last minute of the game. That could have been a game changer, and the ref was like standing right there, didn't call it. Um, so I I very much feel like one or if one like slight change had been made or one call made, uh, the game could have been ours. But I'm also not gonna like lose sleep over them not calling it either. So I'm not gonna get on Facebook and make a post out of it like I I've seen other people do. But um, it was a great it was a great game. I'm I'm really excited for the season. Good to have football back. I like that new Ed Sheeran track that was debuted as well. Yeah, the track sounds good. You didn't think that the live performance sounded good? Uh, He's pretty good live. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the likeness, like, when you think about his produced album that you hear, like, on the radio or Spotify, mm-hmm. it's so good. And right. then... That the fact that he can get it that close, yeah, that's true, is pretty good. I'll give him that. And I did tweet that you know, the NFL has gotten some pretty good natural vocalists mm-hmm. over the last couple of years. With like the weekend, he can sing in oh, a yeah. can in a vacuum mm-hmm. wherever he is. Yeah, uh, Ed Sheeran, I feel like is pretty gifted as well. Yeah, I agree. Um, also, on Drake's album, he had the Yeba interlude, and Yeba just dropped her full album there's a lot of people that were waiting for drake to drop because they were featured on it and now they're just coming out with their projects because of all the hype that's been going on i think that was really smart on their part have you heard spaceship by don Tolliver and Sheck wes i don't know man all right tots we gotta run we're we're <laughs> gonna be late to this tea time we're going yeah, with we two two former full-length uh show guests yeah michael and yeah, heston. heston so what i'm thinking is that this is your first outing in quite a while, correct? Oh, man. I haven't gone since like fifth grade. Okay. 
<laughs> so no, I'm thinking, what, yeah. I'm thinking that I'm here for the fun, man. You know, Heston and Michael can hold their own. So I'm thinking that you and me will be on a team in the same car. We'll do a best ball scramble versus them match play yeah. and um, see what happens. Okay. But hopefully we'll come back with the W. The Yeah. Let's get this dub, bro. Let's get this dub. Yeah. We're going to make our way out here. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Into the night. Yes. I love that. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm like, is this, is this like spiritual or am I about to turn up? Like, what? Yeah. Dude, young, young, young thug goes hard Mm -hmm. in the paint. Yeah. And I don't appreciate the respect you have not been putting on his name for the last few years. He's been getting better. Thank you. I I don't, it's hard for me to listen to one of his like full projects, but he, I'll say he kills the features, man. Like being on other people's albums. I just don't know if I can listen to a full project by him. Can you listen to a full project by anyone anymore? Like it's all about the feature game. Yeah. I don't, and with this uh, lack of like information on the the song detail mm-hmm. in any of the streaming apps, I'm like, I'm gonna have to rap geniuses. Do they have a iOS app? Uh, they might. So, and and sorry, I, I should make a correction. I think it's just Genius now because they do lyrics for like all genres. It started out as Rap Genius because you can click on the lyrics and it'll like somebody will break down like their intentions behind it. That's that's how I figure out like how some of these. Uh, shots that these rappers are taking at other rappers um i learn it from rap genius a lot of times interesting yep anyway um i think they do have an app though so let's uh let's you know remain flexible with uh the next episode number yep. 83 um so glad to get number 82 in the books with you yep. buddy but next friday morning i am going to fly to lax for a wedding mm-hmm. of a colleague okay. that evening. Yeah. So um, I'll be back next weekend, but we'll have to be flexible with the, yeah. the show time if that's cool. Yeah. If y'all don't hear from us in two weeks, um, so be it. We'll uh, we'll definitely recap uh, how today goes, and you guys will definitely get the the full story on that. You'll see it on Instagram too. Oh, I'm boy. gonna do some slow mos of old B Rad swing here. Oh man. A little instructional breakdown. He's gonna get a lot of whiffs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tots. Well, we love all y'all. Um, hold your uh, hold your close ones, your yes. friends and family and loved ones tight today. Uh, you never know when life can come to a, a screeching halt. Mm-hmm. And um, to all those affected by, you know, the, the reason for this day's significance, we're thinking of you. Yes. And uh, thank anyone uh, who this applies to. Thank you for your service and, and yes. all that you've done. And uh, we love you guys. We'll catch you up next time. Peace.